All right, so some of you may have seen the early 90s classic, The Fugitive. It's a movie starring Harrison Ford. In The Fugitive, of course, uh, Harrison Ford's character is chasing the one-armed man who killed his wife. That's Jim Buchanan, a writer for the Silver Herald in Western North Carolina, where a lot of The Fugitive was filmed. Harrison Ford's character, Richard Kimball, was wrongly convicted for the murder, so he's on a bus on the way to prison. Suddenly, the other prisoners on the bus try to escape. And in all the commotion, the bus goes off the road and crashes and slides down a hill until it ends up right on a train track. While trying to get a hold of himself after the accident, Richard Kimball realizes there's a train coming towards the bus. And in a risky move, decides to save one of the guards instead of just getting out of there as fast as he could. It's one of those really tense moments where you're not sure if the main guy is going to make it out in time or not. But as you probably have guessed, he does. Richard Kimball gets the guard to safety and then jumps off the bus at the last second as the train slams into the center of the bus. Immediately, fires start along the tracks as the train derails and falls on its side. The bus, or at least what's left of it, is also on fire. But what a lot of people who have watched that movie probably don't know is that that train and bus collision was real. It was a real train and a real bus. No special effects. Uh, but but they, they pull it off really well. Uh, instead of cleaning the wreck up, they have left it to this day. And this is what originally brought me to this story. That wreck is still there after 30 years. But in my research, I learned about an incident that happened near the wreck. A true story that also involves a so-called fugitive. A tragedy that led to unmarked graves only a few dozen yards away from the train wreck. And this story is over a hundred years old. My name is Baudelaire, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Silva, North Carolina, where we'll learn about the wreckage of the train wreck from the fugitive and the true story that happened just a pistol shot away. More after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Silva, North Carolina is a small town of a little over 2,500 people. So in 1993, it was a big deal when folks found out that this big Hollywood production was coming to shoot just outside of town. 
And one of the most important moments of that movie was the big train wreck scene. The story goes that a number of other uh, you know, train businesses, they, they were kind of leery of you know, filming that scene. But uh, the Great Smoky Mountain Railway in Dillsboro uh, was, was on board with it. Again, that's Jim Buchanan, local journalist and author who's been working in that part of North Carolina since the early 90s when The Fugitive was being filmed. Uh, yeah, I had heard about it. I was uh, with a newspaper in Asheville at the time, so we, we'd had extensive coverage of it. It was a big deal for Silva and Dillsboro. Though The Fugitive story takes place in Illinois, they actually shot it in North Carolina. If you look at the train wreckage, the train says Illinois Southern, and the bus says Illinois Penal System. And when they were shooting the movie, the film crew created a fake track for the collision to happen. They even added some extra explosives under the track so the scene had a little extra action to it. They then loaded the woods with cameras, knowing they had one chance at getting this shot. And it worked perfectly. After the scene was filmed, the Great Smoky Mountain Railway actually asked the film crew to leave the wreckage behind. It's on property owned by the railway, and the actual track passes by that spot, giving folks a chance to see the wreckage. The railway figured it'd be a cool attraction for folks riding the train. And people riding the Great Smoky Mountains Railroad get to go by it at a leisurely pace and take pictures and, and hear the story of it. And 30 years later, it's still a story folks love hearing. Jim told me it's a tour stop for folks who pass by the area and know of the movie. Today, the area around the wreckage is maintained by the Great Smoky Mountain Railroad, but nature has still managed to do its thing. Now, it's, it's probably home to a lot of groundhogs and snakes. <laughs> I think nature always wins out in, in fights like that, no matter how, how much you try to keep it cleared up. I reached out to Jim because in my research, I read an article he had written about the fugitive train wreck in March of 2023. I do a history page for the Silva Herald every week. That's the weekly paper here. And, you know, I'm, I'm big on anniversaries. You know, the, the calendar is our friend you know, when, it, when it comes to history pieces. So we got near the uh, 30th anniversary. 30 years since the fugitive train wreck was shot in Silva. But after I read that article, I read some others that he wrote. And those, Jim touched on real tragedies that happened in that area and coincidentally have to do with the railway. One in particular recently had its 140th anniversary. At the same time, the Historical Association, uh, the local NAACP, and others uh, were also working on the tale of the uh, Cowie Tunnel disaster. There had been a fair amount written on the fugitive train wreck already, but the uh, Cowie Tunnel disaster had kind of faded into history. The 1882 Cowie Tunnel disaster. I didn't know much about this, but it turns out that after the Civil War, the state of North Carolina was working to build more railroads throughout the western part of the state. Plan A was to pay a corporation to handle building it, but the man running the corporation embezzled the money and was never caught. So, the state moved to Plan B. So, as an alternative, the uh, state decided to contract prison labor, and uh, the governor pretty much vowed that he would empty out the prisons. If there wasn't enough labor, he would fill up the prisons. Most of the prisoners were young black men in prison for petty crimes or wrongfully convicted. You know, if you were homeless and sleeping, outside you could be arrested for that and when they needed labor they just start arresting people kind of willy-nilly so thousands were sent up from places like wilmington to uh, the mountains of western north carolina 
And in Western North Carolina, they were put in chain gangs and tasked with building the railroads and tunnels, which, as you can imagine, is grueling work. Seven tunnels were dug by hand. Around uh, numbers are fuzzy. 300, 400 people died during the construction of those tunnels. While they were building those railroads and tunnels, the imprisoned men would camp on the other side of the Tuskegee River. Every morning, while chained by their ankles and some chained together, they would cross the river to continue working on the railroad. But the morning of December 30th, 1882, a boat with anywhere from 30 to 40 prisoners made its way across the river. Somebody spotted water. Well, the barge is sinking. A panic set in. Everybody went to one side and it tipped over. As panic set in, over a dozen prisoners drowned as they couldn't swim with their chains. Some, though, were able to make it to shore. There was a prisoner named Andrew Drake. According to census records and newspaper articles, Drake was born in North Carolina around 1855. By the late 1860s, he was on his own and homeless. And that was the reason that he was frequently harassed by authorities and eventually arrested. Andrew Drake was on that boat as it capsized. And after swimming to safety, he realized that Flint Foster, one of the guards, was struggling to make it. Flint Foster was splashing about helplessly trying to find some sort of stability against the current. And Andrew Drake went back in and brought him to shore, saving his life. Later, Fleet's wallet was discovered missing, and they said Drake had it. There were $30 in it. Instead of getting a hero's welcome for saving the guard, they gave him an additional year for every dollar in the wallet. Andrew Drake was also given severe whippings and immediately put back to work on the Cowie Tunnel and the railroad. The men who drowned, like the other men who died working on the railroad, were thrown in unmarked graves. So they're dancing people buried in unmarked graves uh, and in pistol shot of the uh, fugitive train wreck. Yeah, that's what I was going to, that was my next question. Like how, if you had to guess like the the distance between the two. 50 yards. 50 yards, wow. Now you, you have to go across the river to the actual tunnel. Uh-huh. Uh, the train goes through the tunnel, um, and there's a fairly constant drip of water from the ceiling. And legend has it is that that's the tears of the dead man who died in the tuxedo. Wow, that's a that's an amazing story. So, like, do you did do you feel like the fugitive train wreck kind of helps shine a light on that story in any way? Yeah, you know, I think in a way it does because it's in the same vicinity. The people who love trains love trains and want to know everything about every piece of rail that was laid, every kind of engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just suck up the history. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the ones I've talked to, you know, they heard about this incident. They wanted to learn more about the Great Smoke Mountain Railroad, the, the Fugitive, the Tunnel, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, the uh, the Cowboy 19 incidents. Uh, that's what it's referred to around here. Last year was the 140th anniversary of the Cowie Tunnel disaster. The local NAACP branch held a ceremony where the 19 men who drowned were acknowledged. The NAACP also put in an application with the NC Highway Historical Marker Program for there to be a marker to acknowledge the disaster and its victims. Over the years, there have been real disasters at the Cowie Tunnel, like train derailments and cave-ins. Some say the tunnel is haunted by the spirits of Andrew Drake and the other men who are unjustly treated there. 
At the end of the movie The Fugitive, Richard Kimball finds who actually killed his wife and is on the road to being a free man. The audience is also able to recognize him as a hero, knowing that in that moment where his life was in danger, he went back to save a guard. The men of the Cowie Tunnel, though, and especially Andrew Drake, were never able to have that satisfaction. The Fugitive Trainwreck is on private property, so the only way to see it is to ride the Smoky Mountain Railroad. And the application for the marker for the Cowie Tunnel disaster is still pending with the North Carolina Historical Marker Program. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And my name is Baudelaire. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers the full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com.